Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Level Up podcast from agent to entrepreneur. And today we have got an incredible guest, Ms. Marky Lemons out of Chicago, Illinois, and an original native Chicago, uh, native Chicagoan. Uh, Marky, thanks for, uh, for hopping on and, and uh, spending some time with us in the audience today. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, one, it's great to be in Chicago. I spend a lot of time on the road and just so happened I made it back home just in time for my husband's 52nd birthday. So I'm elated to be home because uh, oftentimes I'm in trouble for not being here on this day. <laughs> I, can, I can understand that. And, you know, it's it's uh, I appreciate you hopping on on a special day like that. And, you know, Mark and I were talking before the show started. We were talking a little bit. I'm originally from about 85 miles west of where Marky is from. And we actually it, the it just goes to show when you are in this business, get out, talk to people, talk about where you're from, because the connections are kind of incredible on, on how you cross paths with people. But before we get too far down that road, um, let me just kind of just a brief introduction that I want you to share with the audience kind of where you are and, and what your journey's been. But you are, I know, um, have grown out a large production team in terms of, of actual real estate transactions. And, um, you know, you're doing a, a significant amount for the real estate community across the country through your coaching and your teaching that really surrounds online lead generation and social media. So can you, you know, just bring us up to speed on what you've been doing since you, you know, day one, we all had a license. How'd you get from there to where you're at today? Well, I actually came into the world of real estate in 1999 as a loan originator. And then I got my broker's license in 2003. And in 2004, I was in the top 10% of realtors in the city of Chicago, doing roughly $12 million in volume all by my lonesome self. And I wanted to get on the board of directors for the Chicago Association of Realtors. I had gone out 2004, 2005, 2006. Now it takes my mentor to talk about me. He said, baby Dow, come strutting into the board room talking about put me on the board of directors. He said the ink had not dried well on my license, nor did I really know what a realtor was, but I wanted to be on the board of directors. And uh, when I did not get on after the second time, and at that point, my production was up and I have an advanced degree and I'd earned designations and certifications. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? So I took my mentor out to lunch and he says, uh, baby Dal, there are two things I think that you need to do. One, you need to volunteer more and so people can put a, a face with the name, he says, and you should become a licensed real estate educator. So in 2006, I became a licensed real estate educator, pre-licensed instructor, continuing education instructor, and I started to teach the ABR uh, designation. Well, by 2009, I was working for the National Association of Realtors. I'd actually, that was the first time I did a realtor conference and expo. And I was trying to be all things to all people. I had built a pretty good reputation as the queen of foreclosures. I was mm. doing a lot with foreclosure education. I taught the SFR. I developed my own designation, which was the accredited distressed property representative. We had put 5,000 people through that program. Oh. But I looked up 2012. My money was funny. 
My energy was zapped and I did not have enough time to date my husband. And I knew that I needed to make some decisions. I read the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller, and I decided I should be like a postage stamp, stick to one thing until I got there. And I decided that I would focus solely on social media and technology education for realtors. And every single year, it's gotten better and better and better. And as it's gotten better, I've taken more things off of my plate so that I could be very niched. Got it. Awesome. I mean, incredible, incredible um, intro to some of the stuff that I know that you're going to be able to share with us. And one thing I just want to point out before I forget it, I wrote down, your mentor said two things that you needed to do. One was be more visible, right? Volunteer more. Yes. Volunteer more and become a licensed educator. So my problem was that people did not know me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, People on the South side knew me, but Chicago is according to every report, the most segregated city racially and economically. So I had a strong presence on the South side because my family owns Chicago's oldest barbecue restaurant, but I'm cutting out the rest of the city. And he's telling me, you know, baby Dow, if you become uh, a licensed educator, you'll be at the front of the room and people will get to know you. He says, and I need you to get in the trenches with the decision makers and volunteer side by side. So they'll know who you really are. And he, and let me say this. He said it the way I said it the first time, but now I understood exactly what he meant. Mm-hmm. And what people don't understand, the greatest way in the world of real estate to be mentored uh, by the greatest people in real estate is if you volunteer, they're not going to deny you access to information. So once I started volunteering... I was strategic. I'm in a room with Sheldon Good. At one time, he owned one of the biggest auction companies in this country. I'd slide into the meeting early and I'd go sit next to Sheldon Good. And I don't I've never told this story before. There was a day that I ended up being the chairman of the Chicago Association of Realtors Education Foundation that was started by Sheldon Good. And we're walking down Michigan Avenue and he's carrying my briefcase as we walk and talk. People would have paid I don't know how much money for that simple opportunity to have his undivided attention. It's the conversation. But I, yeah, yeah, but I got it because I'm volunteering. Yeah, yeah. And th- that's so, I mean, that's such a critical piece of not only real estate, but just life in general. Those two things were both about contribution. Yes, And it was. both of those avenues that he suggested with you, that contribution had no doubt it was give first and then look at obviously what we're going to hear about has come in in response to that. So I think that's, that's pretty cool from that first little segment there that came out that um, I mean, clearly you had, uh, you had the right direction from there. So did a decent amount of production by all by, you know, by industry standards and incredible Um, first five or six years, you're doing 12 million in sales and then said, all right, I need to step up the game. I need to get some more um, exposure. I, obviously, the market was crazy from 2008 through 2013 or 14. Everybody had to kind of rework things. So now, where did you go from that point once you said, all right, I'm, I'm starting to see some opportunity maybe outside of just this production. I'm getting exposure to a lot more people and being able to give them some of my ideas. Where did you take it from there? What did you see as, a, as, as the turning point that you could grow from there? So, I I actually grew out of pain. And so I had, in that period of time, I had rehabbed houses. I had developed my own uh, designation program, but I still wasn't happy because I was 
there was too much deviation in my time. And I had to sit down because I, I had to make a decision. And I was looking at my money and I was looking at my level of happiness. And basically I was depleted in both areas. And so when I read the one thing, I focused on when in life did I make the most money with the highest level of happiness? And it took me back to two periods in my life. One, I I was born and raised in the restaurant business. I never even thought I would be in a real estate business. Mm -hmm. When I was focused solely on just selling barbecue, made a lot of money with a very high level of happiness. The second time was that 2004 year when I focused solely on selling real estate, I made good money within the first 12 months of real estate. $12 million, I made $240,000 my first first year full-time. And I had a high level of happiness. So instantly I said, oh, I need to take some things off of my plate. And I started looking at what were those things going to be. And my decisions are always based on research. So even though I might like something, if the research and the numbers don't support it, I don't do it. I had been reading reports from the National Association of Realtors that dated back to 2006. Every year they put out the profile of buyers and sellers. I understood what social media and technology was doing because I was utilizing it to promote my short sale foreclosure designations and certifications. Mm. And so I I had some traction there and I said, "Mm, I'm actually going to go back to a time I have an MBA degree in marketing and had taught marketing on a collegiate level back in 1996. I said, well, hmm, I knew I was going to come back to education full time. I knew that I never wanted to be, and this is probably going to insult some people, I never wanted to be the older realtor running around in high heel shoes, opening doors. That just, from the moment I came into the industry, I said, that is not going to be me. I'm not doing that right there. I don't want to have to get gussied up <laughs> to yeah. go show houses. Yeah. Um, and so when I took a look at my past, And the 2006, 2007, 2008, all of these reports that are coming out, I knew that social media and technology would be a good place for me to focus because it was going to experience more growth. And just to kind of give you an idea, when I started using it, the numbers said that 80% of buyers and sellers were using social media and technology. When we look at the last three years of reports, it's 95%. And the first year, it was a little, uh, you know, 2012, but every single year I'm making more and more money and I'm established myself as an expert of that subject for realtors. So I don't talk to people about coming into the world of real estate. I have someone I refer them to. Mm-hmm. I don't focus on licensees. I focus on realtor members, 1.383 people, right? That's who my focus is. And everything that I do is designed for them. Got it. So when you you had some some skill, you had some forward thinking to realize, okay, here's, here's a new... Um, a new arena that's coming into our industry. And also we, we are a more mature industry as it is. So there's a good portion of people that probably need some education on it. So you recognize that then what, what I guess allowed you to go, okay, I'm going to go ahead and, or maybe let me know, did you get out of the production for a while or did you set up your team so that you could continue that part? Cause that was really where the income was and then transition. That's one of the questions I think a lot of people have. They see opportunity, but how do I get out of what I'm already doing and start doing something else? Can you, can you give us that? 
you know, rundown of how you did that? So I always, I was always doing referrals, uh, period. So for up until two, it'll be two years soon. Up until two years ago, I wasn't dealing with individual agents. I wasn't affiliated with the company. I had taken my license home and I was 100% the education side and then just doing referrals. Mm -hmm. However, what changed my mind and brought me back to a brand was uh, at one point I was a I was a partner in a Keller Williams franchise and I'm looking at my profit share checks and they keep were continuing to grow. And I said, oh, this is nice. I'm getting all these checks. I like this idea. I love this concept. And to make a long story short, uh, my production it was incre- well, my people up under me were increasing and I had recruited to the company, even though I was no longer there. So I said to myself, mm, I want some more of this income, this income that continues to grow, even mm-hmm. though I'm no longer with the brand. And I decided to affiliate myself with a national franchise in order to build the revenue income because agents were and still are attracted to me. They want that education, that mentoring, things of that nature that I was just essentially providing because I teach. Right. I brought it and aligned it with a brand. And so uh, things are looking really good now on the revenue share side of the business. Uh, and so I'm coming out with my first book and my revenue shares actually funded the book. Um, and so now I'm like, okay, I'm going to build this, the brand and the um, referral aspect based on the fact that I know that I leverage social media and technology for lead generation. But I had totally stepped away from working one-on-one with agents because I was focused on developing my national presence through speaking for realtor-related associations, banks, and title companies. Got it. Okay. So let me switch gears if I can just a little bit. um, This is more for Maybe people that are listening and saying, okay, she's talking about stuff that I'm interested in, the social media. Let me get a little bit into that. Where do you think that agents right now are making mistakes when it comes to, let's just use social media as a, as a whole. Where do you think they're making mistakes that's maybe costing them in their business? Um, their, their lack of training and belief in social media and technology. Um, the average age of a realtor, I think, according to the last report, is 52. And at 52, you're not a technology native. I'll be 50 on my next birthday. I am not a technology native. I wasn't born and raised with technology. I had to force myself. And I forced myself based on the numbers. So people look at the numbers, but they do not want to take the time in order to understand um, how relevant it is in their business. So when the reason life has gotten better for me is because I'm no longer necessarily preaching to the choir, okay? People say, oh, I got to use it. And they want to kind of sort of know a little bit more about it because it's something that we keep talking about. Mm -hmm. And there's a quote I use all the time. Technology will never replace a realtor. But a realtor with technology will replace a realtor without Without. it. And so their lack of belief in it, and because real estate is often the third, fourth occupation for most people, if they're coming in from another industry, not only do they need to understand real estate, that other industry might not have ever taught them anything about technology. So those who are treating this as a retirement job or their third, fourth occupation, I'm seeing the older they are, the more problems they have on their entry, because not only do they need to learn real estate, 
they have to learn social media and technology. So mm -hmm. I actually think we're going to have more people leave the business. Uh, I think it's something like 80% fall off because they, they need both sets of training. Yeah. I feel that void. Uh, so, so one is the fact that they don't believe in it and they've had no technology training prior to coming into the industry where our millennials and those that are younger, they have the technology side. They just need to understand how to tweak it for the world of real estate. Yeah. Do you think, do you think there's a challenge with, cause this industry has got so many distractions, so many, you know, new shiny things, new systems and stuff like that. And it can take us away from, the core thing that you have to do in any sales industry, which is you have to talk to people about your product and service, and then you got to actually be able to convert them. So do you think that there's, um, there is that, that the use and the prevalence of social media is um, when it's not administered correctly, kind of takes people away from actually learning the core of the business and being able to, because you understood the business, you, whether they're referrals or not, you understood it and then added it. I think a lot of people are coming in and trying to make it like that, like, well, I'm just going to be a social media expert and do all these deals. And you still have to have skills, right? Well, you still have to have skills. And the world of real estate doesn't teach you about sales. So right. in, in my journey, I did take a, a, a two year sabbatical when I was a loan originator. I didn't take a sabbatical. I had two occupations. I was a loan originator and a pharmaceutical sales rep for Pfizer. So I have I have been trained by the number one pharmaceutical company in the world on sales. So that's one thing I understand. I tell people all the time, I can sell anything. However, social media and technology, or let's say Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram, is the only place in the world that people tell you all of their business yeah. in real time, whether they intend to tell you or not, okay? Um, because it's also the absence of information that tells you a person's business, yeah. okay? And what I mean by that is, if somebody posts about their husband every single day, but they haven't posted about their husband in the past six months, assume that there's a problem in paradise, okay? Sure. Um, something has happened that I no longer talk about you, right? Well, with that being said, how do we now take social media and technology and leverage it for lead generation since it is the greatest listening tool ever created? So for me, it's not just using social media and technology. It is adding a call to action, having multiple landing pages, creating your own sales funnels, getting everybody into your customer relationship management system so that you can build a sustainable real estate business. So probably for the past 18 months, which is one of the values of going to work for a brand. Um, and, and the reason why I went not only for the revenue share aspect of the business, I wanted to get back into the trenches to try out some of my strategies and tactics with my own core group of agents. And uh, it's actually one of the better things that I've done. So when I teach any class, I am starting with lead generation. Uh, and there's one little sentence to, to earn a $100,000 income. If your average price point is $250,000, you need to add 2,880 contacts to your customer relationship management system. And how do we do this utilizing social media and technology? So even though I'm teaching all these classes, I'm adding roughly 4,800 contacts per year to my customer relationship management system from these different tools and tactics yep. um, because I don't teach theory. So, yep. and, and I hate when people sell us on a, a theory, right? It just ugs my nerves because we need to do lead gen. And if we're not doing lead gen, we're going to have a problem making the amount of money that we desire to make.
Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the disconnect. That it's it's great. It, it's refreshing to hear somebody that is calling themselves an expert understand that the, it's the expert in the deployment of the systems, but it still comes back to you have to have the audience, which means you have to find a way to generate, whether you're generating on your own, you're generating through the funnels that, that you're talking about, but you have to start with um, the knowledge of that and then utilize the system to be able to convert it. It's not just, I'm going to come in, I'm going to get my real estate license. I heard a lot about social media and I post all the time. So I'm going to be awesome at this because that doesn't work, right? Right. It doesn't. Here, here would be a prime example. I was just in California, went to LA. There are people in LA, especially, uh, I'm hanging out with the Women's Council. We have their national leadership team. They're from all over the country. People could tell you what I've been doing over the course of the summer because they saw it via social media and technology. Mm -hmm. So they ask those clarifying questions. They get an idea of what you are doing as opposed to the person who who never posts anything. Today, if we don't see something about you online, we question you, your credibility and where you've been. So it's also about uh, what you say. I'm always going to be, uh, I'm going to adhere to license rules. I'm going to adhere to the Realtors Code of Ethics. I'm going to adhere to fair housing. I talk about me personally, uh, my life, my family. I don't talk about other people, their lives, and their family. So I have built wonderful relationships, and people feel as though they know me based on what they are seeing me post online as opposed to the person they don't see anything about. Got it. Okay. So switch gears again. A lot of changes in the industry. I mean, you've been in 20 years, no, 99? 20 years. 20 years. Mm-hmm. So um, lots of changes, lots of disruption, lots of things that people are all talking about. Where are we going? What? Give me Marky's take on you've got somebody that's considering getting in this business. What do you think the next couple of years um, look like in terms of the biggest challenge for the real estate professional? And one of the biggest opportunities that you see right now. I've been preaching pretty much the same thing for 20 years. Um, you need to understand what the, I don't really worry about other people. OK, let me let me just say that first. Um, and it, it goes back to my upbringing. We're in the barbecue business. If you were to go to Famous Dave's Barbecue, there is a picture of Lamb's Barbecue in every Famous Dave's in this country because my grandfather was willing to share information. And he said, Marky, competition makes you a better business person. Mm-hmm. They will make you stay on your A game. So I've, I live by that today. I really don't worry about other people once I've done my research. So if I'm doing the research, I understand the numbers and where the people are, where they're coming from, their daily activities. Um, and all this information is readily available today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take that and I am going to create a business plan. So it is baffling to me how many people are in real estate where you're an independent contractor, hence the fact you are self-employed, and they won't do a business plan for their success. Um, And every year I'm looking at these numbers, right? So um, one of the things a lot of people are talking about, iBuyers, I don't look at iBuyers as necessarily being a problem. If you understand the rules and regulations and how to leverage other tools inside of your business, because I've had this discussion, uh, let's say, about iBuyers time and time again, and we've all come up with a solution that fits our business plan. So unless people are going to go back, do the necessary research, develop a business plan, 
everything that comes up in the business is going to be a distractor, a disruption. Correct. And they have nothing to focus on. So I'm not, I'm not, honestly, I'm not focused on none of this only because I understand generating my own leads, building those relationships, being social, not only online, but also being social offline understanding conversions and that we have a substantially higher conversion rate if we meet someone face-to-face versus online. Mm -hmm. If they take all of that and they focus on their business plan and inside of that, they make sure that they don't allow people to ruffle their feathers or allow people to see them sweat. I think we are our own worst enemy. Today we had a uh, office meeting and we asked everybody what was one thing they needed in order, um, what is one thing they felt as though they needed in order to grow a sustainable business over the next 12 months. Every last person said consistency and essentially getting out of their own way. People are their own biggest distractor, not all these other tools. Yeah, yeah. Their their ability to have something that they focus on. And that goes back to, and it, it's remarkable, especially if you're listening to this, we're we're at the, we'll, we'll date this podcast, we're at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And if the first thing on your mind for the next 90 days is not your 2020 business plan, you are already beginning 2020 in the hole. Now, the good news is if that's where you're at, you've still got time. And the rest of the industry, that's the game that they typically play. But the people that are running past you are already working on 2020 right now in Q4 of 2019. That's a that's a huge piece. And you're right. Without that, then you will allow the other things to be to become distractions and take you off your game. Everything else will be a distraction. What's funny is today we actually passed out boards for everybody to start creating their vision board for 2020. And we did it today. Love it. And so what I'm realizing, um, when we look at all the different companies, all the different tools, I don't believe that any company has probably higher than a 10% adaption rate of any of the tools that they are rolling out. And I mean, they are consistently rolling out a new tool. Yeah. And at the end of the day, None of that means anything if we don't get back to the core of the business. And that is going to be, you need a plan. You need a written plan of action. You need to say your affirmations and you need some accountability. Mm-hmm. I often hear people say, well, we don't tell people what we're doing because people are still your ideas. Uh, yeah, well, I tell everybody what I'm doing. Um, and I tell them one so they can hold me accountable. So there are more people who don't do because of a lack of accountability then there would be someone who would steal it and implement it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that is a nugget. So if you're listening to this and that's gone through your mind, and I know it has because you're in this business and you see the threats around you, if you're thinking that you can't do things or tell people what you're up to, then just be clear. Marky and I are telling you, we'll put anything out there because we're getting the benefit of the accountability and we know nobody else is going to implement it. People aren't going to take most of your ideas and do them because they require effort. So be okay with that. Take the benefit of, of the accountability, the built-in accountability that you create right then. If I was, because I've already said it, one of the greatest lessons my grandfather taught me um, was, Mark, basically, essentially, give it all away because it'll make you better. Um, every person who he shared the business idea with, they never took any business away from 
his core business. None of them people. I mean, none of them. And our business is still in business. Could we be bigger? Yes. But it's not because of somebody else, famous Dave, who's actually stock is traded on the NASDAQ. He hasn't taken any business out of the south side of Chicago out of our pockets. It was our own inability to implement new strategies and move forward that hindered us from uh, making as much money as he makes. Right. Yeah, just just acting on the vision, or maybe the vision wasn't the one that you wanted to act on. You did something else, but you took you take full responsibility. You are mm-hmm. where you are because of what you believed you're able to do, not somebody else taking something from you. Exactly. Yes. So very very much, and I love I love the I love these podcasts because when we have guests like you on, there's so much. I have never met you in person. There's so much that um, is that we're on the same page that we've heard or been exposed to. And I think that's one of the biggest benefits of, you know, you guys, uh, guests like you being able to contribute to stuff that takes one thing to hear and dig in go, oh, that's interesting. Let me dig into that a little bit more. Those are the principles that allow us to, to grow and, and stuff. So um, just kind of running out of time here, but I wanted to ask you one other really important thing is, what are you up to now? What, so what's next for you? And, um, you know, what, what do you have on, on your vision board for 2020? Well, I got out of my way uh, and I started a podcast. So I think we just dropped our 35th episode, Social Selling Made Simple. I then got out of my way again. And my first book will be out in two weeks, The Modern Real Estate Professional's Guide to Success. Uh, What I have coming up, this is a fabulous year, but I was saying 2019, best year ever. Then I said, oh, I can't date myself like that. I'm not even 50 yet. I said, 2019, best year to date, okay? Because I wanted to get better after that. Um, At the Realtor Conference and Expo, I now have six sessions, four sessions for NAR, an inspirational breakfast. I work for homes.com. I'm one of their secret speakers. And so in 2020, I am going to add best-selling author. We're going to continue to grow the podcast and take on more national clients. I love it. It's already written in stone. You just need the time to go by and it's already (laughs) done. I can tell from listening to you. This this has been great. So um, maybe we can finish up by if somebody's out there that wants to get more information on on what you provide, whether it's the accountability, the coaching and things like that, what's the best way that they can uh, get a hold of you? I tell everybody, if you spell my name correctly, you will find me all over the internet. M-A-R-K-I-L-E-M-O-N-S. I do not teach theory. I actively engage with social media and technology every single day. Outstanding. All right. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, if I get back to Chicago, can we meet for, uh, for some barbecue? Most definitely. And if you come at the right time of year, I'll even cook for you. That would be even better. Maybe I'll find it. Now that I'll throw this, maybe I'll find a, a Cubs card series and, and we can uh, we can check that out. Hey, that hey, it works for me. Awesome. Margie, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, if anybody needs to get a hold of me, um, best place to find me is uh, fa- uh, Facebook Messenger. That's the best way to communicate fastest response. And um, thanks again for tuning in. And Marky Lemons, you have been an awesome guest and uh, look forward to, uh, to staying in contact with you and uh, seeing what you do in 2020. Thank you. Thanks.